This is Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the Phone. Get Off the Phone. Loves Raymond. And the original... Everyone loves Raymond, so you can't forget you know that. I I'm going to rent the movie. I'm not going to... Oh, is he on that a lot? That's why I love... Well, I like three or four times or something. He's good friends with Raymond. Thing to massive late fee with Mike and Mark. Nice. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. To, uh, return videos and not rewind them. Screw the late fee. Yeah. That's right. Thank you, Mr. Stoller, once again for... Every week he comes in and just, I mean, he, I don't know how he nails it exactly the same every single time, but every week he comes in and does that, that intro for us. Very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, very perfect. A professional, a professional man. But this is uh, Massive Late Fee, as you all know, dumpster diving edition of Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. Can you start calling this a Stoller edition? Yeah, Stoller. Stoller, Stoller edition of Massive Stoller Uh My name is Mark. With me as always is my co-host, Mike. How are you doing today, Mike? Not too bad, Mark. Back to you. All right. Um, let's see. So th- this week, I actually, while I was waiting for you, I was playing Among Us. Are you familiar with Among Us, Mike? My children have discussed this, but I have not played it myself. Yeah, the uh, my children got into it, and then on Steam or whatever, and then they they told us about it and said, "Come on, you got to play, you got to play." And my wife described it to me as like the board game Clue, and like the movie Clue, <laughs> even though it's not at all like the movie Clue. But she knows I love the movie Clue, so I decided to play it, and I got hooked on it. And like I was, I was on it the other day, and um, someone was like, "Hey, how old are you?" And I said forty, and they were like, "Fuck, I'm 15. <laughs> oh no! And I was like, "Oh yeah, sus." <laughs> I'm. That's a. That's a. Uh, you you didn't ask ASL. Video. No. <laughs> yeah, I should have ASL. Oh, back in the day, ASL, of course. But uh, I, I think it was another boy. I didn't. I never found out. But because um, you know, you don't know who these people are. But we were waiting for a game to start, and they were. Everyone was talking. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun game for those of you that don't know about it. Because you're probably in our age group, which means you probably don't know about it. It's uh, there's a party game that's kind of like it. Uh, I think it's called Wolf or something like that, where you. Like in, you know, this is designed to be played with, you know, real people in real life. Back when we could all get together in people's houses for parties. Remember, Mike? Before the dark times. Yeah, you know, those parties I used to go to. Yeah, Mike was the life of the party. But we, uh, so what you would do is you'd, you'd write like wolf on one piece of paper and then you write like townspeople on like the other pieces of paper or whatever. And they would be it would be like nighttime, right? It'd say like, okay, it's nighttime. So everyone would close their eyes and the wolf would choose like one person to kill and then go back and sit down. And then everybody opens their eyes and then everyone kind of talks about who, you know, like, Hey, what were you doing? Like, you know, did you move and stuff like this? And like trying to figure out who the, who the wolf is. And that's sort of what this game is like. There's imposters and crewmen, and like you're on a spaceship, although there's like there's different there's a couple different maps, 
but the spaceship map's the most popular one. So you're on like a spaceship and you run around and you can kill your fellow crewmates so you can sabotage the ship if you're an imposter. And then if you're not an imposter, you have tasks to do. And there's two ways you can win this game. You can either, everyone can complete all their tasks and then you win, or um, whenever someone finds a body, you know, they report it and then everyone talks about it and they try to figure out who the imposter is. It's actually a really, it's a simple idea, but it's actually a really fun game. I love being the imposter. Because I like killing. Huh. But no, it's, it's, a, it's a good game. It's a, and like, you can play just with your family, too. So, Not something I would do. So, like, you can do, like, an online game where you play with everybody else, or you can, uh, or you can play a local game. And then everyone can get their phone or device or whatever and connect and and play uh, that way. So where you can all be like kind of in the room together. Or you can do it over Zoom or whatever with uh, friends of yours and stuff like that. It's uh, it's a pretty fun time, I have to say. So if you're looking for something to do in these quarantined times, you could do worse than Among Us. This has been a commercial for Among Us. Speaking of commercials. Yeah. We forgot to do one last time. Um, I'm probably just going to copy this commercial that we're about to do and then just put it into the uh, the other episode as well. But, uh, yeah, speaking of commercials, have you guys gotten some MyBookie into you? I believe that's their, their new catchphrase, Mike. MyBookie, get it, get it up in you. All up inside you. <laughs> the winning season is back in MyBookie because, you know, football – if you're not a Lions fan, is in full swing and just bringing you lots of joy and distraction from these dark coronavirus times where you can't even play wolf with your family members anymore. Um, but at my bookie, it's time to celebrate the NFL season with a bunch of stuff, you know, survivors, super contests, squares, Mike's favorite, the squares. Yeah. <laughs> but if you sign up now, your first deposit, you get a dollar-for-dollar dollar match all the way up to $1,000 as long as you use our promo code late fees. You don't have to pay any late fees right. with MyBookie. MyBookie might pay you late fees. Oh, I got yeah, my deposit, but, or I got my... Uh, yeah, I got my, my transfer, by the way. Uh, I won some money on MyBookie, and I got it transferred to my account. Everything was... All in the up and up and in, into my account very quickly, very fast, uh, much faster than their reported times, too. I think they, I think that maybe they overshoot it a little bit. They're like, hey, you know, it's an international wire, so, you know, it could take up to seven days. It took like two days for me to get mine, so I was very pleased. Very nice. Um, very easy depositing, very easy withdrawing, and, yeah, I mean, it's you, you want to go, you can't go to the casino right now. You want to go and play some blackjack over at uh, MyBookie. You got that. You want to bet on some baseball games or some football games. You can do that over at, at MyBookie. It's very simple. You just make your picks. You win big and you collect your cash. Use our promo code LATEFEES with an S, all caps. Yeah, and with the doubling your money, you could lose half your uh, half and still, you know, you still are a pet. It's not a beating. Exactly. Yep. Speaking of beatings. <laughs> yes. That's right. Mike Mike's on fire with the uh with the transitions uh this week. Yeah, Rick Moranis. Like an old lady's sunglasses. <laughs> Rick Moranis beaten 
and it caught on camera. Well, not beaten, but punched. Caught on camera yeah. in uh, fucking New York and Manhattan. The one thing that can that can unite the liberals and the conservatives in this country is a disdain for whoever would harm a head or hair on uh, Rick Moranis's head. Terrible. Right. Can you believe this? I, I didn't. I didn't see the actual punch. I just saw the, the guy walking away or something. Yeah, they're. That's basically they're. They're. They've got a reward for him, twenty five hundred dollars. If you've seen this piece of shit. Yeah, there was a uh, a, a series of like racist instances around here where mm. like a guy had like shot at like a black family's like house and stuff. Oh my god! The only uh, the reward for was for that was three thousand dollars. This guy, this guy gets punched for twenty five hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's Rick Moranis, you know. I mean, it's America's. I mean, come on, I don't know, uncle. I don't know. He's not even American. He's Canadian. Yeah, that's true. But I love Rick Moranis. Yeah, he's okay. He's uh, he's a good guy. He retired from acting. No, in he, he literally does seem like a good person. Yeah, he cares more I about mean, his family than he does about Hollywood. I think he's a good actor, but I don't find him especially funny. Yeah, he can. The best I think I've seen him is Goofy. He's very funny and uh, like uh, he's good. Not, not especially funny. In My Blue Heaven, a movie my wife kind of mm-hmm. made me watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's. A, I think he's. I think he and Steve Martin are good actors. I just don't find either of them especially funny. Yeah. Steve Martin's. Yeah, I like Steve Martin. Steve. I'm trying to think of. I found Steve Martin funny in anything. Steve Martin, like, I mean, when I was younger, I liked the jerk a lot, but that's, that's very, that's like, Terrible. it's a, it's seventies humor. So it's, it's a lot different than humor today. Right. But speaking of things that are different than back in the day, uh, apparently they are doing a remake of she's all that, but Mike, this time it's he's all that yeah i've heard about this uh first of all is that movie like does anybody care about that movie so much that they want to see another version of it freddie prince or or what's her name um why can Uh, i never remember why can i never remember women's names i don't know you tell me i'm a misogynist apparently what is her name rachel lee cook i think yes that's correct rachel lee cook rachel lee cook and freddie prince jr they probably care Whoever wrote that movie probably cares because I'm guessing they're getting uh, royalties on this. I mean, that's like the most like stereotypical, like take the girl's glasses off and she's kind of okay type movie. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, it was it was perfectly parodied by Not Another Teen Movie. Now, are they going to make uh, Not Another He Teen Movie to parody this one? Gender flipped. She's all that. So it's going to star Tanner Buchanan from Cobra Kai, uh, and apparently TikTok sensation. Whoever the f- <laughs> someone who is a fucking TikTok sensation, Addison Ray has landed uh, the role in this fucking movie. <laughs> He's all that. It's a Miramax film, so you know that. Um, I don't know. Is Addison Ray of legal age? Was Harvey Weinstein still there? <laughs> I have no idea. From a script by Arlie Fleming, who also wrote the original 1999 teen comedy. Of course. Oh, apparently, they say the film is based on the 1964 Audrey Hepburn movie, My Fair Lady. 
I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, it's a, I guess in some ways it's a similar ish premise, but not really. I don't know. I've never seen that. Yeah. Well, you never seen my fair lady. That's a good one. That's ba- That's also based on something else. It's based on George Bernard Shaw's uh, play Pygmalion. Isn't like the most basic premise though? I mean, even like the the movie Roxanne was based off of. I can't remember the actual play. It's like you know, Cyrano de Bergerac. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's like you're basically like, oh, this person's not. Oh, they're actually you are really attractive. You know, deep down. I mean, I guess it's on a skin deep level in these. I, I assume. I, I'm not really sure. I've never seen the movie. Well, my fair lady's like, uh, oh, she doesn't speak good because she's like, uh, ah, I've gotten that. Like that shit, and the Cockney accent. Oh, that would be so terrible! Like I would hate to, like, uh, no offense to all you women out there with terrible voices, but that would be like a game killer for me. Oh yeah, for sure. But she doesn't date the nanny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my kid! But she doesn't. um, She doesn't like. What if she called you Mr. Sheffield though, Mr. Sheffield? uh... No, thank you. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't want to either. But. Yeah, she can't talk good, so Henry Higgins is like, hey... She can't talk good, huh? Yeah, Henry Higgins is like, hey, I can make her talk good. And his friend... you talk good! His friend uh, uh, Pickering, I think is his name, says, uh, I'll bet you can't make her talk good. Five bucks or whatever. Five British pounds uh, for your for your honor! And he goes, okay. So then they do it, and he tries to instruct her on how to speak better. It's elocution lessons, basically. But that's... It's similar. There's a bet and a woman in in She's All That. I, I, don't, I really don't think it's... Do they pay? But isn't that like every like fucking like you know nineties like sitcom? It's like oh I'm I'm you're a nerd. I'm gonna pay you know I'm gonna show you how to dress right, and then everyone will like you. And then the next episode they're the nerd again. Yeah, it's like that movie like with Connor Kell with his uh, chamber. It's like that movie with the the new guy. You ever see that one with uh, DJ no, Qualls? DJ yeah, yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. That's a it's an under the radar DJ Qualls jam. You should everyone should check out the new guy. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere or not, but if it's not, steal it. I don't give a fuck. Jeez. Uh, but of all the people who need money, DJ Qualls is one of them. That's true. I don't think that this is going to be good, though. Am I going out on a? Am I going out on a limb saying that? No. Oh, you can't see. <laughs> so. Buchanan apparently was on the Goldbergs. I've seen that. I don't know who he played on that, but whatever. So there, Buchanan. Yeah, the guy from Cobra Kai. I think I know who he played on the Goldbergs. Who did he play? The bad guy. Uh, probably, yeah. Um, was he still alive? Who? Pat Buchanan. Oh, Pat Buchanan. Is that what, what I said? You think I said. I thought you. No, that's what I said. I, I thought you said Tanner that Buchanan because that's his name. Yeah, Pat, Pat Buchanan. Pat Buchanan would be uh, would be a villain on the Goldbergs, I guess. He is. He is still alive, by the way. He's a man who is held together by the power of his own hate. He's a good guy. Ah, uh, yeah, just misunderstood. He yeah. he fully admits that Hitler killed or uh, uh, Hitler killed less. Stalin killed Mark. Think of the guy's name. 
Of course you couldn't. I couldn't think of Papa Stalin's name. Let's see. What else I got? What other news have I got here? Um, oh, here's something you won't care about. Spider-Man 3, the new Spider-Man movie with... Uh, what's yeah, I heard name? they're going to have the, the previous Spider-Man in there. Well, they're gonna. Have, I don't know if the. I don't know if he's gonna be in there or not. But Jamie Foxx is back as Electro. He's. Re- no, I was reading that they might like, or maybe they're gonna look at the Into the Spider Verse, like a real you know movie for that. Order. Yeah, they should. Yeah, a real movie, much, not this fucking like, animated shit. Much like with like the Flashpoint thing, where they're gonna have like multiple versions of uh, Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like they're trying to do that with Spider Man too, where they'll have like you know Spider Man, Spider Man Two, Spider Man Three. Yeah, there like four Spider-Mans. Well, let's see. There's, there's Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. There's, um, there's what's his name, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. There's Tom Holland Spider-Man. My wife hates when I say this, but say Spider-Man. By the Is way. that all the Spider-Mans? Well, there's Miles Morales it. Spider-Man, but we haven't seen him in a live-action film. He was in that Spider-Verse okay. movie. I mean, there's also Spider-Ham, played by John Mulaney. That's true. But yeah, they might uh, if they do something like that. I, I assume they're going to bring a Miles Morales uh, thing, and you know who they were talking about for that was um, uh, Donald Glover, huh? Which was interesting. Isn't he like kind of older to play Spider Man though? Yeah, like, I going to do the uh, origin story for the fourth fucking time. <laughs> I think Miles, I think Miles Morales specifically is like a teenager, isn't he? Yeah, he's very young. So I, I maybe he's oh you know what it was it wasn't they weren't going to do Don Glover Don Glover was in I think the first Spider Man movie and he said the one with Tom Holland and he said that his nephew lived around here and I think he was supposed to be the uncle of Miles Morales so oh I see I would assume they'd go with some sort of unknown because like you said he'd have to be he'd have to at least look really young he could be like twenty one or twenty two or whatever but he'd have to look like a teenager. I guess what's his name, Toby? I mean, I, I thought he specifically was just like in his like early teens, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like he's he he is very young when he becomes Spider Man for the first time. But yeah, that'll be interesting. The, the Spider Man's a metaphor for jerking off because you're shooting webs out of your hand. Probably, yeah, and it's like a change in your life, and you're metamorphosizing into a fucking monster. Because Spider Man doesn't do everything that a spider can do, like the theme song. He's not eating flies, you know. He's not. Uh, cool. He's not laying eggs. When uh, she was like maybe I don't know three or four, my uh, my young my oldest was talking about Batman. And, like she's like, Batman can beat up everybody and suck their blood. And I'm like, wow, that'd be <laughs> awesome if he did that. Like, what if I get in the next episode of like uh, you know or issue of uh, Batman? He just starts, starts fucking like draining people's blood. That'd be great. That'd be a dark reboot, right? Maybe that's what the. Uh, Maybe that's why they got what's his name Robert Pattinson, Robot Batten Bat. He's already a vampire, right? Yeah, they they got him for that. <laughs> the last piece of news that I have here before we just riff endlessly is something very dumb to me, but we'll see if we can make anything out of it. Amazon Studios has won Heads of State. <laughs> which is a pitch package. So it's just a pitch, by the way. It hasn't even been written yet. Designed to reteam John Cena and Idris Elba, who star in the upcoming The Suicide Squad sequel at Warner Bros. The project was sold after a Zoom pitch presentation <laughs> with the actors, screenwriter Harrison Query, which is funny because a query letter is 
something if you're a writer you, you know about that so it's a, a very coincidental name and the producers the saffron company peter saffron and john rickard so the apparently it's going to be a 90s <laughs> i love this phrase too this is from deadline who i guess is like the most inside you can get into a fucking website or whatever specifics are being kept under wraps but i'm told this is a 90s style two-hander <laughs> What does uh, that mean? I get it's like it, it's utilizing the the like it's not one of them's going to be the star. It's like a double star vehicle, you know. I guess that's what it means. Gotcha. Um, a high octane premise that has a bit of Air Force One meets Hobbs and Shaw, bringing together an odd couple in a high stakes situation. Sounds incredibly original and awesome. I can't wait. I, I, I like Idris Elba a lot, although I struggle to find good movies that he's actually been in, although I, I think he's really... Yeah, it really is weird. Like, uh, he's obviously very good in The Wire. Yeah. Um, I found him funny on The Office, even though I you know I wasn't a big fan of The Office at that point. And it's, you know... Mm-hmm. I, I think I've seen most of The Office episodes, but I really did like kind of cut back when What's-His-Name was in there. Um, Ed Helms. The Andy character. Ed yeah. Helms, yep. Yeah, he was a divisive character. I mean, if he didn't do, if he hadn't, if Andy hadn't done so many beheadings, you know, and beheading videos, it wouldn't have been so divisive. I I, I think that made it less divisive. (laughs) So at least there, you know, where he stood on some things. Right. (laughs) But no, I mean, Idris Elba, I like the third Star Trek movie and he's in that. Um, Did you see the, um, the, the movie with him where he's like rolling from the uh, Dark Tower? No. Oh, see, I figured you would have, as a completist, have seen that one. It's called The Dark Tower? It is. It's called The Dark Tower. It's like an hour and a half. He plays The Dark Tower. Um, (laughs) No, it's uh, The Dark Tower is what he calls his uh, penis. Um, Oh. uh, It's, yeah, it's, it's one movie. It's, it's not even really an adaptation of the, the book more is it supposed to be like a continuation, I guess, of the book, like or a difference. I don't know exactly what the fuck they were trying to go with. The, what they should have done from the very beginning is they should have. And if nobody wanted it, then they should have just been like, well, you're fucking dumb. You know, if you don't want this, but they should have gone to Netflix and HBO Max and Amazon and all of them be like, hey, this is what we want to do. Uh, like two seasons, maybe. um or well, maybe maybe more than that actually, like three seasons, ten episodes. The only each. problem is is Jake is a young character, and you always have to worry about those young characters, right? But they're like, you know, here's the premise: this is what we're going to do. We're going to adapt all seven books. It's going to be you know three seasons or four seasons or whatever, ten episodes each, and that's what we're going to. That's what they should have done from the very beginning. But I I will eventually watch it. But I'm just. I'm very nervous to watch it. I heard from many, many Stephen King fans and many fans of The Dark Tower that it's not a good movie. Everyone's like, Idris Elba's good in it, Matthew McConaughey's good in it, but it's I don't like it. It's not a How good How could movie. it be good? It's an hour and a half. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. I just feel they're both inspired choices for those roles, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yep, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if you did a, a Dark Tower series. Uh, this might be controversial, but I would just cut out Wizard, Wizard and Glass. Yeah, I no, well, I, I, agree, a, I agree. I agree with you. Very, I like the stuff that goes on, and I really love like the coffin, you know, nailers or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, Lance Henriksen would be the the 
perfect casting for Jonah, you know, of mm-hmm. all time. It's yeah. Like the best casting you could ever come up with. I feel like you just kind of like, you know, skip it. I even think, when you're reading the, the book series, it kind of like drags it along, I feel. This is this is how I think they should do it if they ever if they ever decide to really adapt the Dark Tower. They should as you suggest, they should cut out Wizard and Glass. It should go, you know, the gunslinger you can do the gunslinger in the first like two, three episodes really. Um the the first book. Going on. I mean, honestly, you could do that in one episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because it's 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 the smallest book and there's there's some good set, setup stuff, but yeah. yeah, but you do so you do that, and then you go to um, the drawing of the three, and then you go to the wasteland, and then you go straight to um, uh, I think five is wolves of the Kala. Yeah, wolves of the Kala. Yeah, and then song of. What was that your thing about that? Maybe do wizard and glass as like a one episode, if possible. But it's a lot. It's a lot going on. But you could just do an abbreviated version. Well, I think what you do. Is you so you do that you do the the Dark Tower saga, um, and then if that's popular and you want to, you can do a spinoff yeah, series. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking, like a mini series but... w- with a young with a young Roland. So you recast, and um, you can you can put the little sisters of Uria or Yulia in there if you want to, um, and you know Wizard and Glass and everything, and it's like a one season type thing that you could do as like a spinoff. That's how you also have to do the 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 Patrick character, the Dan. I can't remember his name. The one who's from um, Patrick Patrick Danville, something like that. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you really don't need to have him that much. I don't think. No, no. There, there are things that I would change about how the story ends and things like that. I Um, I wouldn't change the actual ending because I kind of like the actual ending, but I would change mm -hmm. like the guy throwing like grenades from like a mile away that was kind of dumb yeah i would ch- i would change the tie-in with harry potter for some reason <laughs> just because yeah, yeah. he's well, friends with jk rowling so and i think they had like lightsabers as well mm-hmm. yeah there, there's so there's things i would change. And maybe not have stephen king himself be a character in it <laughs> i was just about to say that i take the all the stephen king like elements out of it which means you'd have to rewrite you know a decent portion of some of the books and make it come There's together. There's shit in there that you can just skip over, like when they're like spinning like ten pages describing the rose that's like in the middle of this concrete. Right. Yeah. I'd cut that, that whole part out too because it's fucking dumb. The heart, to me, the heart of the story of the gunslinger story, the like I said, the first book is very much like prologue stuff. That, like you said, that can be condensed into like an episode of just like setup. The heart of the story is book two, book three, um, you know, the drawing of the three in the wasteland. And then the last book, basically that that's like those to, as a wrap up, that's like the heart of the story. Now, you know, we need a little more time to get to know the characters and stuff like that. Obviously, uh, with a TV. And there's a lot of cool stuff in there too. Like the guardians of the beam, for example. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But there's, there's stuff that I would, there's stuff that I would do differently. There's stuff that I would change. Not to, you know, like, I mean, Stephen King wrote a, a fine story, but there's there's stuff I'd cut out. There's stuff that doesn't need to go in there. There's stuff that I would change. Yeah, I would probably cut out the whole Crimson King and just have, have Flag be the villain the whole time because, like, why make a more, you know, dastardly villain than Flag? Yep, I agree with that. I would. That's If I was adapting it, that's one of the things I would do is I would just make Flag the, the ultimate uh, villain. Um, I wouldn't even have anyone at the Dark Tower. Just like both of them fighting to get in there, basically to be the one that that 
is able to get in there to like control destiny or whatever. Um, and you know, I cut out a lot of the stuff with, um, like, you know, the Mordred, the spider and stuff like that. I don't think you need that stuff really. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I would, uh, that I would cut out and some stuff that I would add some other like ideas and avenues that I would go down that I think would be more interesting for, for a, you know, an, ad- an adaption, because if you're going to adapt it to, to the, um, screen, then you want to, you don't necessarily want to completely rewrite it, but when they slavishly like, you know, word for word adapt things to, to the, uh, screen, it doesn't seem to work out that well. It, you know, the art of adapting something, if you want to try to make it good, is you have to look at it as like, I'm remaking this. Like, I'm making something new. The The story is inspired from this, but I need to, you know, you need to add something to it. It needs to be different in in certain ways, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. There's very few things that I can think of, like like The Godfather. For like The Godfather is uh, is like that, where the book's very good, and the book is you know like a the book's a lot the movie's a lot like the book, but it's not exactly like the book. It's um you know it's there there are definitely differences. Jaws is the same way. Any any good adaptation that I can think of, they've you know they've said here here's the source material here's where we're getting all the ideas from here's where we're getting the broad strokes of the plot from but some elements need to be kind of shifted around and changed and and they think that i think when people do a good job of it it's a good adaptation and when they don't it sucks yeah uh but yeah that's all the news i have um mike you got anything else you want to uh talk about uh, not much. I, I've been watching the show Fargo, and I, I think I mentioned this on here before. It's just not, I don't know what it is, it's just not very good so far. Oh, yeah. You liked so, the first, I mean, like, season or two, right? First two I liked a lot. The third one was okay, and this one just, like, it's like, eh, I don't even understand it this way. And it's kind of funny because all the reviews I've read seem to agree with me. It's like, just, it's just lacking something. I don't really know what it is. I mean, I'm going to give it another a couple episodes, I think, because... Mm. I like most of the cast. I like Jason Schwartzman. I like the, uh, you know, I, I'm a fan of Chris Rock's comedy, at least. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, the other people, the other actors, I mean, it's a Coen Brothers, you know, joint sort of. So, I mean, they, they always have great actors and, you know, I don't think they'd let somebody release something they didn't, but it's just, eh, so far it's not that great. Yeah. I, I want to go back and watch the first couple seasons because I haven't, I haven't seen any of it. Um, but I've heard good things about the, like you said, the first couple seasons. Um but is is it an anthology type thing? So like each season's different. Yeah, but they also kind of intertwine. Like, oh, interesting. And I think the second season they actually show like the money from the. Uh, actually, that's not true. I think it's the first season they show the money from like the the movie. Oh, okay. It's picked up by one of the characters, and then you know it, it leads to other things and that sort of thing. Interesting. And they're all sort of kind of the first two are very directly connected. Mm-hmm. The third one is just kind of like the same general kind of area. I don't even know if they mentioned like the money and that kind of stuff. And this one so far, it features characters that were mentioned in like season two, like some Kansas City. This one actually doesn't even take place in Minnesota oh, or wherever. It takes place in like Kansas City. And there is a character with that accent. But beyond that, it's just a couple of characters that were in like, you know, season two is like these mafioso guys. Interesting. Well, we'll, we'll end this. It's an interesting premise. Mm-hmm. It's like crime families trade like their sons, you know, so, you you know, they don't have to worry about harming each other. Oh, okay. I mean, but it's but it's 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 just not that good. Well, we'll end this episode like we end every single episode with a fun fact. Mike, did you know that Fargo, North Dakota is named after 
uh, the guy that founded Wells Fargo, or one of the guys that founded uh, Wells Fargo, the the bank. Which one? Uh, I believe it was David Wells, former pitcher for the New York Yankees. <laughs> More like David Wales, right? <laughs> yeah, you fat fuck. Um, don't get COVID. Also, he's a, also he's about as good as a uh, Welsh person. That's right. Uh, but that is our episode for the week. Uh, Fred Stoller, take us out. Oh, we don't have an outro. All right. I know what we need now. All right. We will see you next week, guys. Bye. See you later.